Hey, Rainbow Village, Cicely Majid here, CEO, National Director, and Pageant Coach of Rainbow Universe Pageants and Youth Services. And this is my interview tip for October 13th, 2023. And I want to talk to you guys about having boundaries, which can most definitely give you inner beauty or allow your inner beauty to shine from inside out. Um, and this is mostly for the females. So I'm talking to youth 13 through 24. However, this inner beauty tip is mostly for females. I do work mostly with female contestants and a lot of females always think that they have to, you know, do whatever somebody tells them to do and, you know, let people cross their boundaries, have no morals anymore, no values anymore, and just do, you know, whatever you tell me to do as long as I get what I want. Um, so that happens a lot. That's, that's just like an epidemic in the world right now. Um, so what I'm mostly talking about is having boundaries with males, mostly. So um, not, um, <laughs> we really don't have um, earned boundaries or have um, respect from people until we earn it. And that comes from our behavior and our attitude. Um, so let's talk about that for a minute. You know, when females wear makeup, they want to be looked at. If you wear no makeup, pretty much means you want to be heard, right? Um, so, you know, I just posted this um, article about a pageant in England where nobody's wearing any makeup. And I thought it was amazing because it has a lot to do with Rainbow Universe Pageants and Youth Services, which is an inner beauty pageant system. Um, I do allow my females to wear minimal makeup when they do their photo shoots and when, you know, when they're out, um, out and about. However, I love the no makeup idea because, you know, I hardly wear it. I don't wear makeup at all, mostly, um, unless I'm going out or I'm going to work, you know, and there's other people around, I'm in a meeting, on a date, something like that. Then I'll wear makeup or maybe I just want to, you know, feel a little special that day or feel a little prettier and put some eyeshadow on or something or some lip gloss that I just bought. Um, and so I'll do that. But for the most part, I don't wear it because I want people to see me, not see me, but see me, you know, the inside of me and hear my voice and know what I'm all about and respect me for me. And if you shy away from me or if you are um, somebody who disrespects me, disregards me, dismisses me because I don't look like, you know, some Hollywood starlet or something or my hair is all poofed up and wearing it down every day and, you know, hair sprayed and I've got, you know, all this makeup on and, you know, tight clothes or whatever. If you dismiss me because of that, then you don't want to know me at all. And so I will find, I, I will keep my distance. I'll find a way. It's okay. Um, so I want to be heard. And so this is what I teach my youth, females mostly, um, that your what's on the inside of you, what's going on on the inside, what you um, speak about, what you're education is, what your goals in life are, what your values and morals are, what your spiritual life is like, um, what your heart is, what's on your mind, how do you think, all this stuff matters and it actually shows people how beautiful you really are. Um, because you know them, you get to know the real person. You're not looking at this made up person, you know, just 
you know, walking around with all this. Who, who's behind all the makeup? Who's behind those clothes? Who's behind that poofy, long, beautiful hair? Who, who are you when you take all that makeup off and you pull your hair back in a ponytail and you've got, you know, jeans on or sweats and a t-shirt? Who are you? You know, or do you know who you are? Do you care who you are? Are you afraid to walk out the door and let people see you for you? Are you afraid to go to the grocery store and buy a can of soup or some bread with no makeup on? A lot of females don't do that. They'll, they'll put their lipstick on. They've got their crazy eyelashes on. I don't know how they wear those, but whatever. Um, and they got to go, got to be made up just to go get some milk or something. And it's ridiculous. You don't have to do that. That, that means you have no self-esteem. You don't even care what people see on the inside. You only care that they're looking at you and you probably want people to desperately look at you to see you. And somewhere down the line in your growth and your development and your life, somebody has not validated you or allowed you to validate yourself or given you the tools to feel good about yourself, to have some self-worth. And so that's why you do that. And so, you know, we grow up thinking that, you know, men have to see this makeup on us and we have to go out there and, and put this lipstick on and, you know, wear these eyelashes and have our hair flowing and just flipping, flowing around in the air. It has to be long or, you know, it has to be a certain color. Now it has to be a certain type of hair for guys to like us. And this is really ridiculous because for the most part, men don't care. <laughs> Boys don't really care. You know, they might seem like, oh, she is a hottie, you know, or damn, she look good, you know, something like that. That's okay. But when they get close to you, they want to know you. If they see a made up person, who are you? They're not going to get to know you. You're all about, look at me, please see me. And they can't see you. So it's really hard to see you if you've got all this makeup covering you up. So I want to talk to you about boundaries. Um, you're more likely to challenge yourself and others. You'll have self-worth um, if you have these boundaries, if you bring out your inner beauty. So what are boundaries? So let's talk about that for a minute. So boundaries basically are rules and regulations for time, for touching, for pleasure, food intake, mental stimulation, access and availability, strength and weakness, spirituality, work, play, rest and relaxation, and focus and education and other things. So let me take each of these um, and give you some brief information about it so I don't, you know, talk for like an hour. <laughs> um, so rules and regulations for time. So basically when you have boundaries for time, you tell people, hey, I do not have time to do this. I am not unavailable. I can't make it. Or, you know, is it okay if I show up late? I can't do it this Wednesday. I can do it next Wednesday. Um, I need to leave early. I don't, I don't want to stay all night long. If you can say this to people, then you have boundaries. If you say it to somebody and they don't listen and they get in your face like, no, I don't think so. You're going to stay or you have to be here at this time and um, you listen, then you've lost your boundaries. That means they can cross your boundaries. That means they can tell you whatever they want to. You have to be there at that time and you have to always show up. No boundaries. Um, let's talk about touching. So, you know, as you get close to people or even if you're just, you know, holding somebody's hand and walking. Um, I remember when I was in middle school, the big thing 
at school was, you know, female friends holding hands. It was nothing sexual or nothing lesbian-like about it. It was just, you know, this is my bestie and we hold hands. So everybody would hold hands, you know, if they were girls. And nobody cared. Nobody said anything about it. But nowadays when you see that, you think that people are in a relationship, you know, that they're together or something. Um, so it's funny how things change. But touching is very, very powerful. As you know, if you go to a hospital and there's somebody lying in a hospital bed and um, they're sick, maybe they're in a coma and you go and touch them or if they're asleep or something like that and you touch their hand rub their hand on the backside um, it's very powerful it's a powerful feeling it might wake them up you know they know somebody's loved I mean and I mean a loving touch somebody with a, a gentle bedside manner not somebody who's just gonna grab your hand you know you don't want to be grabbed you want to be touched gently and lovingly um, so if somebody touches you like that you're more likely to want to cling to them you want to be near them and close to them and um, you know see them all the time you want to be touched by them and even if they're not even if you just you know maybe you're, you're somebody who hasn't been touched in a while maybe you've been single for a long time and you've been so busy you don't go out don't do anything you don't hang out with anybody and all of a sudden somebody gets close to you and they touch you and you're like oh wow come over again you know or hang hang out with me you know I want you to keep doing that that's powerful you have to regulate that though because if you do not anybody and everybody will just come to you and touch you and you'll you won't say a word you know some guy comes up to you and grabs your butt or grabs your arm you know that's not you know you got to say something you got to stand up for yourself and say hey I no, you're getting too close you know uh, no I don't want to be hugged um no can you not touch my face please or pregnant women you know some people like to rub their bellies if you see a pregnant woman don't just walk up to her and rub her belly that's rude you know that's her belly and, and that's her her baby that's her private space there in her womb that's the baby's home so if you just walk up and touch it you might as well just walk up and touch somebody's baby right that's disrespectful so if you can't say no don't touch me or you know, your boyfriend or, or girlfriend gets close to you and, you know, they want to hug on you or they want to fondle and you say, you know what, I don't, I don't want feeling it right now. Can you not do that? Um, you have boundaries. I remember I was hanging out with one guy. We were just friends. We were just hanging out and he tested the heck out of me. I came over, I was supposed to go swing with him and I went over to his apartment where he had roommates. Um, and I don't normally do this, but it, you know, I trusted the guy. So I just went and um, his roommates were like smoking weed in their room. They didn't bother me or anything like that. But I had on my bikini, but I had on this long white skirt and I had on this tank top and I brought my sweater with me in case it got cold. So I didn't just like waltz into his apartment, waltz into his apartment, you know, all bikinied out and everything where he can check out my body, right? And um, so he saw me and he, you know, he was talking about take off that wife beater sh shirt and, and everything. I want to see your bikini or whatever. I was like, no, like, where's the pool? You know, first of all, we didn't even go to the pool. I don't even think he could get over there. So I think that was just like a plot to see if I, what I was going to wear. So um, so later on, we're sitting down, we're chatting on the couch, and he starts touching me and, you know, getting real, you know, sexual. And I'm like, no, I didn't come here for that. You know, and I pushed his hand away, and he didn't like it. Then he started asking me, "You, I'm going to go take a shower. You want to join me? And I was like, no. I was like, I don't take showers with strangers. I don't take showers with guys who are not even my boyfriend, you know, and... Um, he didn't like that either. So we stopped talking after that day because I did not give in to him. I had boundaries. I said, no, I was not comfortable with that guy. I wasn't even attracted to him that way. Um, 
but I was friends with him. So I wanted to hang out with him, but he crossed the line. He crossed my boundaries and I made sure I let him know that he crossed my boundaries. So I had to say no. So that's one way you can stop somebody from touching you, um, push them away and don't spend time alone with them in a room where nobody else is. Um, if you don't trust them, because chances are, if you go in their room, they think you're there to do something sexual or to at least, you know, make out or something. Um, let's go to pleasure. So pleasure is anything like uh, sex. Pleasure can be drugs, alcohol. Pleasure can be food, you know, cookies, cakes, candies, stuff like that. Anything that makes you feel pleasurable, you have to have a boundary. You have to regulate it and give it some rules so that if somebody brings you cake, you know, and you say, hey, I'm on a diet and you're, you're feeling a little insecure, like if I say no to them, they're not going to want to come back. They're not going to hang out with me. They'll never give me cake again. You know, if you're afraid of that, then that means you're, you know, you're not expressing your, your, um, your boundary there. You're not letting them know that, hey, um, I, I don't, I don't want to eat this cake. So you got to tell people, you got to let them know, and you got to regulate your own um, pleasure sensations. You know, if you know you're having a good time doing something that pleasures you, um, whether it's taking in food or drink or you know, something sexual or physical, um, you have to regulate it, and you have to have a boundary so people won't keep doing the same thing over and over again, and you won't keep eating all this cake and candy and sweets and you become overweight. So you see people that are overweight. You see people that become um, sex addicts. You see people that become um, prostitutes because of stuff like this. You see people become alcoholics because this pleases me. It makes me feel good. I got to keep it going and keep it going and keep it going because there's no boundary there. So you have to have boundaries with pleasure. Um, same thing with food. If you eat food and you know you, you love cheeseburgers or you love French fries or something like that you have to have boundaries there you can't let people keep bringing you french fries and if every time you go to mcdonald's or in and out you can't always buy french fries and eat every day because you're not taking care of yourself that's not healthy food it's okay you know once a week once a month whatever but if you keep doing it where's your boundary where's your rule how are you regulating that um, I, french fries are actually one of my favorite snacks i don't eat them all the time but you know if you know i'm at a fast food restaurant or something and I want some french fries I'm gonna eat them I love um del taco's french fries they're really delicious and I just put you know my salt and my pepper on it sometimes I have ketchup sometimes I don't and I'll eat some french fries as a snack but I don't do it every day I don't do it every weekend or anything like that I have to regulate that um, let's talk about mental stimulation. So if we have things that we like to do to stimulate ourselves, you know, we like to read something, we like to watch something, um, and we do it every day, all day, all the time, and that's all you do, you, it's, it's overkill. <laughs> you got to have a boundary. You got to slow that down and have some balance. And basically that's what boundaries are, is having balance with things. Um, so uh, regulate your mental stimulation. If you're always reading, watch a movie later, you know, so that you, your brain's taking in something different. You're escaping into something that you're not reading, you're not taking part in, you're just watching it. It's okay. Um, what about access and availability? I was talking about that with time. If you're always accessible, if you're always available, people will m monopolize your time and um, try to, you know, be around you all the time. And if you give that up, if you give that to them, how do you ever have time to do anything for yourself or to, you know, go out? Mothers have this problem all the time. You know, their kids are calling. They got like five kids and everybody's calling one right after the other. And mom has no, no me time. Um, so you got to find 
find a balance. You got to find some time to say, no, I can't talk to you right now. Or don't pick up the phone, you know. And some others are like, I have to pick up the phone. My kid could be sick. They could be dying. Something bad can happen. Really? <laughs> Every single time they call? It's okay to not pick up the phone. Let them leave a voicemail. And then you check the voicemail if you're in the bathtub and you got your candles going. And I know mothers probably hate me right now. I'm not a mom yet. <laughs> but, you know, I, un I understand that you want to be connected to your kids all the time. But put the phone down if you're in the bathtub and you've got the candles going and the nice music. And then get out of the bathtub and check the voicemail or pray for them. Give them to God. You don't always have to answer the phone every time they call. Give them to God. Say, God, my kids are in your hands. You take care of them for me, please. You know, I'm doing my mother thing and I love my children. I need some me time right now. I trust that you're going to take care of my child. And I trust that I'm going to have the intuitive ability to know if something's wrong and I can call them and check on them, you know, something like that. So you don't need to always be accessible. You don't need to always be available. You just met this guy and he's really cute. And every time he texts you, you have to respond. Every time he calls you, you have to pick up that phone. Every time you get an email from him, you have to respond. No, you don't have some boundaries, you know, Hey, I got some people over, you know what? My dad is taking me to dinner tonight. I'm leaving my phone at home or putting it in my pocket or something like that. You know, I can't text you right now or, you know, send, you know, they cell phones have those quick responses where like you just, you know, you're on the freeway and you're driving and you got the, you know, the touch on your, the touch screen on your, your, um, your dashboard there in your car and you can just send a text like that, you know, just response. I'm driving. I can't respond something like that or on your phone. You can tell them or you don't have to say anything at all. You can just say, hey, you know what? I'm busy right now. I'll get back to this person. That's what voicemail is for. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, don't always be accessible and available or people will monopolize your time all the time. And you will have not, no time to do what you want to do. Um, let's talk about strength and weakness. So you have to have boundaries for strength. So when I say strength, at, you know, people might think, well, I need to be strong. You don't have to always be strong, always, you know, exhibit signs of strength every single time. You know, it's okay to lean on somebody and say, you know what, I can't handle this. I don't know how to deal with this. Please help me. It's okay to ask for help. That's what 911 is for. That's what mental health counselors are for. That's what mothers and fathers are for. Siblings, besties, your dog, you know. That's what other people in your life are for, is to help you if you feel like you can't help yourself. And God, of course, you know. Pray about it. Ask for help. Um, so if you feel like you need to always be strong, then say, hey, you know what? If people always think I'm strong they're never going to talk to me. They're not going to really want to hang out with me or anything like that because they're going to say, well, she can handle everything and I can't handle anything. I can't talk to her. Nope. I can't talk to him. Nope. You know, so they're going to think you're always able to handle it or they might test you a little bit and do something really nasty and, or evil or mean and say, well, you're strong. You can handle it. And you're like, why did you do that? You know, I, I just, you just broke my heart. I'm like, well, I thought you were strong. Well, of course I'm strong, but you don't have to be evil. <laughs> You know, so you got to have some boundaries with that. And when it comes to weakness as well, we need to um, make sure that um, we don't show weaknesses all the time. Be careful with your weaknesses because people will pounce on you. So be careful when you express your weaknesses or show your weaknesses because people will pounce. They will, you know, attack you and um, might use it against you and might be their way in to get what they want from you. And you don't want that. 
So, you know, make sure you have some balance between weakness and strength and show more strength and weakness, of course. <laughs> um, but make sure that you don't let people know how weak you are and you have some boundaries there and um, you stand up for yourself. Um, let's talk about spirituality. So, you know, I'm a very, very spiritual person. However, um, I don't spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week talking to God and praying and worshiping and reading the Bible and singing Christian songs. I, I don't do that. I have to have a life, you know, I have to do other things. And, um, you know, I watch Lifetime movies, <laughs> which could be sinful behavior, you know. Um, God might not be exactly happy about that, but, you know, I, I'm I'm a person. And, um, you know, I, I have flaws and, um, I'm human. So, um, for the most part, <laughs> at least I appear to be, um, but yeah, your spirituality you have to be um, careful with, because if you end up, you know, just being a totally spiritual person completely, you have no, you know, connection to your physical body and so you're going to neglect your physical body and you don't want to do that you got to have you know some type of balance there um and have some boundaries so I remember I um went on a date with a guy and I thought it was a date this was years ago and um he took me to he picked me up and he took me to um this facility or classroom setting it wasn't even a normal day you know I thought we were gonna go out and eat and chat and stuff like and get to know each other and that didn't happen um he took me to this classroom and he started preaching to me about you know um this is who Jesus was and you need to know about this and he was like really arrogant about it and aggressive and I was like what the hell is going on here <laughs> and then I had a hard time getting home he did not want to take me home he had he I was upset and he could tell that I was upset and he called, he had to call somebody to come get me and take me back to my home. And so I was in danger there. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I was, you know, and I didn't know he was like that. So um, that was a problem to me. He seemed like a guy who was just a, just a little too into the spirit thing and a little too into the God thing. And he just had his own views and stuff. He wasn't even talking about the Bible. He just had his own thing going on. And I was just like, this is not cool. You know, this is not somebody that I want to continue to see or hang out with. And it was just too much. So he had no boundaries there. He had no regulations to, you know, you don't even really talk about that stuff when you go on a first date or you hang out with somebody for the first time, you know, just kind of chill with the, the God thing, you know, until you really are comfortable with the person and the person's comfortable with you, you know, or if you go to church together, that's different. But if you're just going out with somebody for the first time, you know, you spill all that out to them, relax a little bit, you know, um, we're on a physical plane and we need to, I guess start there and then you know expand from there so uh, spirituality needs to have boundaries as well you know let's talk about work we go we have jobs we work we work and we are busy and if you go to work you know like 12 hours a day or 18 hours a day and then you work on the weekends and you have no time to yourself you have no time to talk to your family or you have no social life and you have no um pastimes or you know fun activities that you do on the weekend if you give all that stuff up then you have no boundaries when it comes to work you have to have some type of boundary you got to regulate your your job and um, make sure that that's not what you're all about. Otherwise, that's all people are going to see. And then, you know, you have no life. You, you'll be a miserable person. And a lot of people end up 
um, killing themselves when that happens, when that's all the, the life that they have. Because you go home and you don't know what to do. You're looking around, you got TV, the TV doesn't work. You don't have any, um, you know, you don't have a smart TV or you don't have any um, cable stations or anything. If people have cable still, you don't have any DVDs to watch. You don't have anything on your phone to cast to your TV. You know, you don't have any music that you listen to because you're always at work. So that's a joy kill. You're not going to have, you know, much of a fun life if that's how you live. So got to have some kind of, we got to regulate that work schedule. Also regulate your play. Now that doesn't mean you have to be on a schedule all the time. You know, I got to, at four o'clock, I'm going to go to the beach and at um, 6.30, I'm going to go to play tennis all the time. And it's just like really boring. Um, When I say regulate, I basically means, mean just when it comes to play, you don't play all the time, you know, have some time where you're working just the opposite of what I said, you know, about work, have, Playtime is for playtime, you know, your weekends or your evenings when you're not working or your afternoons or if you don't have a job, um, you know, when you can um, put it in your schedule. Maybe you're studying all the time. Maybe you're going to college or something and you just, you know, you you want to play, go ahead and set that stuff aside, set your work aside for a little while. Um, especially if your own business, I can do this as, as often as I want. And I love that about having my own business. You can, you know, play, you take a day off and go play if I want to, you know, and then that's providing that I have the proper income coming in. Um, so, you know, you got to have some boundaries there. And then let's talk about rest and relaxation. So that's important as well. Um, you want to be able to rest. You want to be able to relax, but you don't want to be lazy. You don't always be resting and always relaxing unless you're, you know, an invalid or you're really ill and you need to take care of yourself. That's different, but have some boundaries. Don't always be laying around every time you come home and throw your backpack on the floor and you just get in the bed and go to sleep for the rest of the evening. I mean, you know, you don't need all that sleep. (laughs) So you're going to go to sleep later after dinner or whatever, after you shower or whatever you do, you know, before bed. Um, So have some boundaries there. You don't always want to be that, you know, person who's just laying around on the couch when people come over and you don't want to get up and do anything. And you tell your mom, hey, you know, can you bring me a snack or whatever? You know, just have regulate that. Um, When it comes to focus, you want to be able to focus Uh, on positive things Um, if you're focused on one thing you know like if you watch porn or something like this you become like that you become an addict so if you're too focused on that if you don't regulate that and I when I say regulate I mean eliminate it (laughs) Um, because porn is no good for anybody nobody has sex like that that's not normal sex Um, but apparently the aggression and the testosterone in men want them to you know they have this desire to watch it um And then they think women want to do that. And then the woman does it and she wants to kill herself or, you know, we're not porn stars or anything like that. So we don't operate that way. Our bodies are not made that way. And sex is not designed to be that way. So if you watch it, you know, I would say eliminate it. But if you watch something that's, you know, damaging to your heart, damaging to your mind, damaging to your body, um, let it go and um, regulate the things that you focus on so that you're focused on something positive that's going to help you. And um, as far as education, if you are an educated person or if you like to be educated and you like to go to school or you like to um, read up on stuff and learn things, um, it can get a little boring if that's what you're always about, if that's what you're always doing. So regulate that as well. Have some rules about um, your education 
that it's for this specific purpose or I just like to learn something new so I'm going to go learn something new you don't need to learn 10 new things in one month you know you can uh, you can kind of narrow it down or um, uh, schedule it so it's you know maybe once a week or something like that so that you don't feel like you're overwhelmed because when we don't have boundaries you know we, we will become overwhelmed and then people will see us that way and then we might become a really really ugly person because we're not happy with our life because we're just you know we're, we've gone insane we're doing the same thing over and over and over again over all the time and um, uh, you look like an insane person and you don't want to give that off, that vibe off to anybody. And you don't want to um, be that person because you might wake up one morning and just say, I want to die. I want to kill myself. I hate my life. Um, so have some rules and regulations. Um, and then, so that's my list. So also, I strongly encourage you ladies, females, and I'm not, and I, once I, I said this before, um, we cannot be called a lady until we actually earn that title because there's so many females out there who walk around looking like, you know, sluts and are whorish. And I don't think any guy can call that a lady. So you have to think about your attitude. You have to think about your behavior. You have to think about your dress and what vibes you're putting out there. So I strongly encourage you to not allow a male to take over your life, especially if you consider yourself a lady. If you have boundaries and you have rules and you regulate things in your life, um, don't let them take over your life. Don't let them take over your mind, your body, or your time. And this is for males as well, because females can do it to you too. Um, or your time at any time. Or you basically don't exist anymore. So, you know, if you happen to rant and rave or argue about, you know, hey, you owe me this and you owe me that to somebody that you're involved with, um, that person's probably not going to listen to you because you don't exist to them. You've given them all of your time. You've given them your life. You've given up your life, your family, your friends, your kids, if you have kids, your job. You let them take over your mind and tell you what to do all the time. You let them use your body whenever they want to use your body. So you pretty much don't exist to them. You might as well not, ha might as well not even have a face. Um, and so you're just a body. You're just, just something laying there for them to do whatever they want to. So they're not really going to listen to you. Um, it will be on their, um, it'll be all on them. They'll be able to do it their way, the way that they want to do it. And then you have to listen to it because that's what you decided. You did not express your boundaries and let them know, Hey, this isn't good for me. No, I don't want to feel that. No, don't do this. Uh, no, I don't think so. You know, so everything's going to be their way or the highway. You let the person cross your boundaries because you said yes to everything. And that means you don't exist. So if you get mad and you say, Hey, well, you owe me this and you owe me that. What are you going to do when they pay up? Where are you going to go? Who do you, who are you? Who's in your life anymore? You have nobody and nothing. So if you're laying on a bed and you got all these riches and all this stuff that you bought and you're feeling great about, you know, the money you spent or the money that was given to you. And then you sit there and you realize that you hate yourself and that nobody likes you anymore. You have nowhere to hang out, nobody to hang out with. You're just sitting there with all this stuff. And so that's not much of a life, is it? Or you got this money in the bank. And you have, you're sick because, you know, somebody has used your body all day long and you can't go anywhere and maybe you're bleeding or something. So you can't get up. You can't walk. You can't spend the money. You can't go on a vacation. You can't enjoy anything because you were so desperate for something. You gave up some boundary in your life and that has caused, you know, danger. And that means you hit it to death, hit it for death. So um, you have to remember about that. 
people crossing your boundaries and that anything that you say yes to, make sure you really want that to happen. Make sure that you um, are able to say no to it later and the person's going to listen to the no. Because if they don't, that means you're with the wrong person and you need to be very, very careful and, you know, take a step back. Um, I have observed, you know, homeless women. And when I see homeless women, what I see, and this is just from my intuitive mind for my my um higher level thinking of consciousness just observing them is uh, most of these women i believe have probably been involved and i've talked to some of them before so i know this is true have been involved with the wrong guy and that means they've let some guy cross their boundaries and use them and use them and use them they have no job they can't work they can't hang out with their family members they have to wear what he tells them to wear they have to eat what he tells them to eat um, I saw this on the bus actually once, this woman who had a you know, black eye and she just looked horrible. She was looked disheveled, her hair was all jacked up and she had um, raggedy clothes on and, um, you know, sores on her face and she had like a hickey on her neck and the guy that was sitting next to her, he just looked like he just stepped out of hell. <laughs> you know, he looked horrible in the face and he was talking, you know, he looked at her funny and I could tell he was probably the one who beat her up or hit her in the eye. Um, and she probably, and I looked at her and I just observed her and watched her for a little while. I didn't, I didn't want to stare. I don't like to stare at people, but I just observed her and I can tell that this woman was somebody who probably had no self-worth, no self-esteem, probably grew up in a house where her father or mother talked down to her or ignored the hell out of her. And this is probably a pattern for her. She ends up with these deadbeat guys who are losers and don't care about her, but they're giving her attention. And so she sees love there that's the only love that she can find is he's giving me attention he's beating me up so he's paying attention to me so he loves me you know and so they think that and that's what I saw in this woman and then so this old guy gets on the bus and he sits down and he's in between them and he did not like it he got up and he walked over to her and he told the guy to move over and I was like wow are you serious and I had to step in because I was like you don't talk to old people like that it was just rude how he was or anybody I was like he could sit wherever he wants and I don't think he really heard me and if he did he did not look at me he did not make eye contact at all he stepped away from where he was at and so if somebody said that to me I'd be like I don't think so I don't have to move you know or he could have been nice about it and like hey you know that's my girlfriend I'd like to sit next to her but he wasn't even sitting next to her so this woman allowed this guy to cross her boundaries and this happens to a lot of homeless women where they just you know they they end up with nothing anymore because they want to run from this guy who's beating them and raping them and using them and using them and even maybe pimping them out and finally, one day they say, you know what? I want my own money. I want my own car. I want my own home. I can't deal with this guy anymore. Or he kicks them out. They have nowhere to go. And so they end up homeless and they're sleeping on the streets and they look horrible and they're raggedy and they're dirty. And, you know, they become whores or they find another guy because they're tired of being on the street. So this is a pattern because you don't have boundaries. And so you become an ugly person inside because you might end up killing somebody or hurting somebody. Maybe you have a child and you end up hurting that child because somebody's hurting you um so I've observed that and um I also know the story about two people who um were jealous of this one person and um these people just completely let each other cross their boundaries because they both come from a place of pain 
And, you know, the guy was like, you know, if you do this for me, I'll do whatever you want. And he just told her lie after lie after lie. And she believed it because she thought she was going to get money from him or stuff from him. And maybe she did at some point. But she gave up everything for this guy because she thought she was just going to have him. And she can go shopping. She can buy what she wanted. And she didn't want anybody else to have him or have that money. And she ended up hating him. And he ended up hating her because she let him cross her boundaries. So you're not going to get love if you say yes all the time to anybody. You're going to get hatred. And the person's going to hate you. They're going to hate themselves for hurting you. And that's something you got to remember. There's no inner beauty going to come out of that at all. It's just going to be ugliness. Um, so Mel's, if you have boundaries, if you can say no, um, you know, kick your whore out and tell her him to wait, then we can do the same. Um, you know, a lot of guys will say, well, I can do this. I can go hang out with my buddies, but nope, you can't go hang out with your girls. You know, I'm, I'm the one who makes the rules. And so then you end up listening to him and then you have no boundaries there. So if he can do that, if he can tell you to wait until I get off the phone before you, before we have a conversation, um, and get off, you know, I'll get off my cell phone or I'm not going to get off my cell phone because some of the guys don't like you on your cell phone. They want you to have, you know, undivided attention. You have to pay attention to me 24 seven. Don't pick up the damn cell phone. Um, and these are abusive guys. So you have to be aware of that and you have to know that this is going to hurt you later in the end. So, um, if he lets you go because of that, then you can be yourself and he wasn't worth your time to begin with. So that's one way, you know, that if, you know, there's a guy out there who you're interested in or who shows interest in you and you have to test him, you have to let him know, you know, I have, um, something in me that says, I believe I'm a beautiful person. And that means I can say no to you. That means I can regulate whatever I want to regulate my time, my space, my home, my body, whatever. I can say no to you if I want to. If you can't handle that, keep on moving. Do the Ariana Grande song. Okay, next. I mean, I'll thank you next, you know, I wouldn't even say thank you. <laughs> um, so you have to be careful about that stuff. Have boundaries. Very, very important. Have boundaries with your money. You know, don't go on a spin spending spree and just buy whatever the heck you want just because it you have the money available and you just don't give a damn you know have boundaries and regulate things in your life so that you feel good about yourself so that people feel good about you you attract the right people to you attract the right things to you and your inner beauty will shine from the inside out thanks so much for listening toodles